previously on Quest Friends Forever. Welcome to Noun Town. I think I would try to look for a smith. Well, I'm Dr. Pizza. Hi, I'm sorry. This is a life or death situation. Eventually, Val is patched up. Thank you for your assistance. <gasps> You've been a great help. I am the mayor of downtown. Welcome to my fine city. My name is Cadillac Margarita. Oh, this guy's a grifter. I do not trust this person. I'm going to go directly into that antique store, and I'm going to walk directly to that case. And now in the doorway, leaning against the door with his arms folded, is a drow elf. When I see a person trying to play a part in this grand stage we call life, without every pore in their body oozing dedication, I cannot stand by idly. My name is Talent Lighthouse, and you will come with me immediately. Val is out there, still trying to get people to come to the discotheque. I think you're one of them battle bombs. I don't know what that whole dance party thing was, but you're a dangerous thing, aren't you? Oh my goodness. My name is Neck Questionnaire, and I would love for you to come with me. I went and found some sort of park. You realize that someone's trying to get your attention. Uh, it's Dr. Pizza, the blacksmith. Do you need uh, any meditate? Why don't you come by my shop in uh, in a few hours uh, after I close this evening, and um, we'll uh, maybe we'll have a session. After a moment, the mayor looks up, his grin now spread from ear to ear. I knew there was something familiar about those newcomers. Jared, you and Talent Lighthouse are in the uh, back room of the Nowntown Playhouse. You have learned over the last few hours that uh, Talent Lighthouse is the resident thespian here in Nowntown. He seems to write, produce, direct, and star in most, if not all, of the plays that happen here. And he's got many years of experience under his belt. And right now he has got you in the back room of the playhouse. And he has been trying to tutor you to put more emotion into yourself as you try to sell these these lies, essentially. He, he tells you that. He's like, I know what you're doing. and I know they are lies. But even then, you must put all of your soul, all of your heart, your soul, your blood, your sweat, your tears into everything you do in everyday life. So he's been trying to kind of, he's giving you some tough love about trying to make you a better, uh, uh, not seller, not of goods, but of yourself and of your personality. Yeah. He is now uh, sitting down on a wooden chair with his arms folded, staring directly at you as you are standing about uh, 10 feet in front of him. And he says, now, I want you to remember what I've shown you today. And I want you to wow me. Give me your best. Okay. Um, no ums. You must come forward immediately. Sell it. With oh, your and soul. Okay, perfect. I step forward immediately center stage. Good. Take command. I say, you're in my chair. Well, this chair. That chair. This chair belongs to me. Uh, I take a step back because I said, uh. Uh, Good, you're oh learning. Gosh, look at look at me in <laughs> acting class. I take a step back. I step back. You're in my chair. Well, this chair belonged to my father. It can't be yours. That chair belonged to my father, so it can't be yours. Do we have the same father? Is that what you're Do implying? We? I'm implying that that is my chair, and you are in it. Well, this chair has been in my family for years. Can you prove that? Hmm. Interesting. Can you prove that? Yes, I have documentation right here. I pull out a piece of paper, show it very quickly, and put it right back in my pocket. He tries to lean forward when you do it, but you pull it back so quick that he leans back, and he's like, hmm, interesting. And he thinks for a second. Not bad, Jared, not bad. Now, let's do it again. And he stands up this time, 
and he pushes the chair to the middle of the room between you two. And he says, tell me why you belong here. Tell me why this chair is yours. And Jared, make me believe it. You're in my chair. This chair. That chair. Why do you think it belongs to you? Because it's been in my family for decades and you're sitting in it and I need it. He nods. He's like, good. You're, you're picking up on what I'm putting down. I see. Good. Uh, we, do, we do a montage of this. There's a couple of different shots of the chair. Uh, you know, he's sitting on the chair backwards like a cool guy. Uh, and there's some other props of like, now he has a sword. There's a time where he's like flipping a gold coin. And you, every time he's telling you, convince me. Convince me this belongs to you. Over and over again. And by the end of it, he's got sweat running down his forehead. You've got sweat running down your forehead. And the very last one, you are uh, both, you both have your hands on the hilt of a sword, pulling it back and forth. And both saying, it belongs to me. It belongs to me. And eventually he's, he grips the sword and looks you directly in the eye. And he says, I believe you. And he lets go. And he kind of takes a big breath and he wipes his hands. And he says, I am amazing. I have taken this <laughs> lump of clay that you call Jared. And I have turned it into a performer. I never cease to amaze myself. It is amazing what I can do with anything. And he starts pacing the room. Uh, in a circle, just kind of muttering under his breath about how great he is for a good solid two minutes while you just stand there, Jared, and you're not really sure what to do. Great. Uh, I'm going to leave. <laughs> I, can I go now? He stops and looks at you and goes, wow, I truly believe you want to leave. That's amazing. <laughs> you are selling this with every ounce of soul in your body. I'm very impressed, Jared. You've learned quite a lot today. Thank you. Now, I want you to remember, and he steps close to you again. I want you to remember every time you're out there telling somebody a lie, selling somebody something, giving someone an idea, I want you to remember this face. And he circles his face with his own hand. He says, and I want you to remember, sell it. So this whole time while he's talking, can I use my uh, mage hand to pick his pockets? Sure. Fantastic. I do it. Yeah, it works. Uh... <laughs> so he's, he's in your face very intently sweating, sweating his mustache, and he's circling his own face. And as he's leaning very close into your face, you slide a uh, gold pocket watch out of his back pocket. And now it's just kind of dangling in the air there behind him. Perfect. Uh, he's still in my face? Yeah. Okay. I leave it dangling. Uh, what does he do next? Uh, he, he leans back a little bit and he puts his hand on your shoulder. And he says, I've done all I can. The rest now will be up to you. I... I say, I just have one more question for you. Yes. I believe you that you have a question. Can you tell me what kind of wood that is? And I point in the opposite direction. Away from the watch? Away from the watch. He turns and looks. And then when he turns to look, I, I slide the gold watch into my pocket. He turns back and he's like, is this a joke? Are you trying to perform comedy? Are you reverting back to your old ways? I just wanted to break the tension. Fair. I've been told I'm quite intense sometimes and you know i just can't turn it off i'm a performer what can i say and he grabs you again with both hands on your shoulders and he goes now leave if you must but always remember what you've learned here never forget talent so jared eric you now have the feat actor you are now yes. more convincing when you perform your griffs you are able to impersonate folks you are able to be more charismatic and you will always remember this talent 
given to you by Talent Lighthouse. Congratulations. You have leveled up. Thank you does so the, much. Does the gold pocket watch that he took have like an embossed lighthouse on it? Uh, it does. And when you open it up, it's a picture of himself, his own face. Naturally. <laughs> it's his headshot. A must, must, must. Val. Yes. You have followed Neck Questionnaire to his home. And he leads you through a modest living room and a modest bedroom. But in the bedroom, he moves a rug and there's a hatch in the floor. Oh my goodness. And he opens it up and you see a a ladder leading down. And he goes, hey, come on, follow me. It's down here. What I'm telling you about is down here. And he goes down the ladder. Sure thing. So is this a ladder ladder? Like that you actually have to physically crawl down or is it more like steps? No, it is a ladder ladder. Okay. So Val, at the entrance to this, where the ladder is, tilts forward. So like as if Val's looking down the hole and when Neck is down on the ground and out of the way, Val goes to turn around very carefully and puts one leg up very carefully and then goes to grab flunk and just falls just a big old loud metal box that clang 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 koosh right on the ground ouch that kind of jumps back like oh oh dang oh, oh man you didn't break did you you all right ouch oh, all right all right you're all right and he he helps you to your feet and he walks over uh this is like a basement it's kind of it's not kind of it's it's quite dusty there's like cobwebs in the corner there's a bunch of like uh broken wood and shit just pushed up against all the walls like like things that were just, that were in this room have just kind of pushed aside, uh, but in the middle of this room there is uh, just a single table with a couple books on it, a couple scrolls, a couple pieces of parchment, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, come here, come here, stand in the light." And he lights a candle and he puts it on the table. He's like, "Stand, stand right there." Sure thing. And he grabs a scroll and opens it up and kind of turns it uh, vertically and holds it up kind of next to you, like he's comparing whatever's on the scroll to you, and he's looking back and forth, and back and forth from you to the scroll. He's like, I knew it. You are one of them battle bots. Oh my goodness. And he turns it around to show you, Val. And on this scroll is uh, a drawing of you, or at least something that looks exactly like you, except this drawing is uh, holding swords in each hand and is uh, stabbing each sword through the body of uh, a, a human wearing a red uniform. Ooh. So Val kind of le- leans into it and gets closer to the drawing. And then Val's green glass dome turns orange again. And then Val stands up straight. And then you hear, Chikung! and the back chest, the back compartment opens up. And then Val reaches in and grabs uh, Val's rapier and then kind of holds it up and kind of gestures it towards the the drawing and you can see that it's the same weapon net kind of steps back a second a bit when you take out a, a sword but he he still holds it up he's like you're you're not gonna get me are you oh dear no thank you and then val puts the sword back oh okay good uh, i just you know he says um yeah my my cousin drew this he he was uh he was in the war the great one the big one you remember you were i mean you were there right you were actually one oh, of my them? goodness 
Oh my goodness. Well, like, oh man, that's that's so cool. What was it like? Ouch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what else? Oh dear. No, thank you. Is that is that all you can talk? Is that all you say? I'm afraid that information is not available at the moment. Uh, uh, Alright, it's kind of kind of disappointing. I was kind of hoping to get like a like an account of the battle. I, you know, me and my cousin, I can't really talk to I'm him about it. I'm afraid that information oh, right. is not available at the moment. Alright, um, cool. Say, um, can I, can I ask you a question? Sure thing. He looks around. You still know how to fight? I saw you doing that that dance stuff, but are you still a battle bot, or did they change you? Sure thing. Sure thing. Sure, sure, sure thing. Uh-oh. There seems to be some trouble with my memory and gram matrix. And on the diagnostic protocol. Just a sec. All right. Well, I'd love, I'd love to spar. This has kind of been a dream of mine. I, I wasn't able to go into the Great War, but I kind of always wanted to fight a battle bot. But just, just for pretensies. Not, like, not for real. I ain't going to try to hurt you. Val's dome turns green. Oh, dear. No, thank you. No, no, no. It'll be great. How can you... I help you today? You got a sword already? And he turns around and ruffles through the trash along one of the walls and pulls out a rusty sword. He's like, come on, man. It'll be it'll be fun. I, I could tell my friends oh, about dear. this. No, thank you. Oh, dear. No, thank you. Oh, come on. And Val's hand goes out to shake his hand. Hello. Uh, as soon as you kind of reach out, he he bats it away with the sword. Like, not not slicing, but like kind of bats at it. No, oh, no. My goodness. No, come on, man. This is going to make a great story for my friends. Battlebot, come on. Come on, man. Come on. And he kind of starts poking you a little bit with the tip of the sword. Oh, dear. No, thank you. Oh, come and on, Val man. Val turns around as he's poking at him. Val, just without, without being affected at all, just turns around and starts walking towards the ladder that Val fell down. As you start to walk away, neck questionnaire, you hear kind of footsteps running behind you. Tap, 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 tap. And neck questionnaire takes a huge swing at you from behind onto your back. Um, the sword breaks over you because it's an old piece of shit sword but it uh it hits like he hits you and the sword just kind of shatters do i take any damage you take one damage and then you hear the footsteps behind you kind of back up slowly when he hits val and the short and the sword shatters val starts shaking starts trembling and the green glass dome on val's head turns red and then... Uh-oh. Something doesn't feel right. Damage detected to cyanic neural core processor. Self-destruct sequence initiated. Oh, sure. Oh, no, man. Wait. Hang on, man. Malfunction. Malfunction. Initiating. Force reboot of critical systems. Just a sec. And then Val's uh, orb goes green, or glass dome goes green, and then just kind of, again, does the... Hello. 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 With the shoulders going up and down... As if Val's laughing, so it's fu- so Val's fucking with this guy, basically. He he looks kind of frozen and afraid at this self-destruct little monologue you just did, and he's like, "What the shit was that, man? Did I almost blow you up?" Sure thing. Are you that damaged where one hit can take you out? So Val uh, says, "How can I help you today?" And then Val grabs the the sword again from the compartment, and then stands at sort of like a fencing position to sort of say like on guard. So Val's agreed to to spar with this guy. Val has a sense of humor now, and it was just fucking with him. Okay. So that's what happened. So uh, he doesn't have a sword now? Well, I have two swords. Or no, I have a rapier and a dagger. So what if I throw the rapier at him and then pull out the dagger? Okay, yeah, do that. So Val then pulls out the, the sword 
that they were holding earlier and kind of chucks it at him in the way like you like a you throw a sword at somebody for them to catch the sword properly and then they pull out a dagger and sort of stand sort of like a peter pan on guard sort of stance with the dagger net questionnaire smiles nods like yeah man here here we go this is what i was after and he uh takes a, a swipe at you I defend. I yeah. You I, block uh, it expertly. Block it. And because from this move, he is now in a in a not a prone, but he's a vulnerable position for you to do something to. Oh, okay. So with my free hand, I kind of gut punch him. You punch him? Yeah, I punch him. Because I'm blocking the sword with the dagger with my with the left hand, right? So think of it like a sword fighting. So ching, gonna do that, and then with the free hand, kind of like underneath, gut punch him. He goes, and doubles over and falls down to his knees uh, and starts breathing really heavy, like, dang, man, that hurt more than I thought. Val reaches down to grab his hand to pull him up and says, how can I help you today? And and helps him and helps him to his feet. I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe this was a bad idea. (laughs) Oh. Oh, shit. Look, can we maybe not tell nobody this happened? Is that all right? Sure thing. Uh, all right, all right, man. You, you seem kind of cool. I, I kind of want you to get out of here now because that's this. I maybe didn't think this through all the way. Uh, here, and he runs over, and he grabs the the parchment with the the drawing on it of the robot stabbing the guy, and he gives it to you. He's like, here, t- take this. Just don't tell nobody. All right. Thank you for your assistance. You've been a great help. Oh man, I'm. I'm done with these battle bots. I gotta get a new hobby. <sighs> Val rolls up the parchment and puts it in the compartment that the doll is in, and and some of the whatever's left of the flyers. If there's like two or three flyers still in there, so this is becoming a drunk drawer now. A drunk drawer. It, it a drunk drawer. Not though. Not the, not that drawer. That's, drawer. Yeah, that's the other one. <laughs> and then Val walks over to the ladder now to get out of this place and kind of tilts backward to look up at it, and then kind of faces him again. And then Val says, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That's fine. We don't have to work on the mechanics of how you get out of here. Um, so Val and David, you have gained the feat Savage Attacker through your operation that was done by Stephanie and Dr. Pizza. And you noticed as you were looking at this drawing and sparring with Net Questionnaire that you somehow feel a little bit more powerful and a little stronger. and Like you might be a little bit more handy in a fight now. So congratulations, you have leveled up. Stephanie, it is later that evening. And you are standing outside the front door of Dr. Pizza's blacksmith shop. Okay. Okay, I can do this. I'm gonna... Take a deep breath, and I knock on the door. Come on in! I'm going to regret this, aren't I? And I open the door. Uh, Dr. Pizza, you see, has cleared some space in the center of his blacksmith shop. He's pushed some tables aside, so now there's just a big open space in the center of the room with um, a blanket on one side and a blanket on the other, like two blankets on opposite ends facing each other. Uh, mm-hmm. with with some candles in the middle of the room. Not like romantic like lighting, but like, you know, to illuminate. He's not trying to pick up on me. No, no. Uh, it's, you, don't, you don't get that vibe at all because he's not putting it out there. <laughs> um, so 
uh, he and Dr. Pizza, the dwarf, is sitting on one of the blankets, the furthest one away. And he sees you come in and he uh, motions his hand toward the empty blanket as if to invite you to sit down. Hi, um, thank you for having me. Okay, I will sit on this. Um, are we sitting? Are we standing on this? On the, yeah, how? no, go ahead. I'm sitting. You can sit down too. Uh, okay, okay. I'm going to sit down. I sit down awkwardly. You already seem a little tense and we just, we're not even started yet. Are you all right? You know, I just, I just don't talk. I, I don't talk to people normally outside of my little circle. Um, it's been a minute and, um, you know, just, I have a lot on my mind right now and it's been, it has not been great for me mentally, um, emotionally. Wow, that's a lot. This is going to get real heavy real quick if we're going to keep talking, but um, I'm tense. Yes. He nods and he says, yeah, it, I, I hear you, man. It, it, it happens, you know. Um, it's uh, it's rough out there, you know, sometimes. Uh, but I, I found for me personally, and I hope to maybe help you right now, but if we if we just kind of stop and let the let the world keep spinning, but maybe we stop spinning. You know what I'm saying? You, you get what I'm putting down here? We get a little... Little, uh, little anchor, little calm, little center. Um, yes. I think I think that'd be good for you if that's if that's all right for me to say. I think that's that is fair. He goes, all right, Stephanie. I want you to find one thing in this room, and I want you to look at it, and I want you to focus on it, and I want you to look at nothing else. All right? Can you do that? Okay. I'm gonna look around the room. And I don't really see anything that, I mean, it's a blacksmith shop, sure. Um, so I, um, I reach into my bag, which I put on the floor next to me, and I grab the, um, I grab the necklace again, and I just kind of hold it, and I close my eyes. Dr. Pete's kind of laughs, like, all right, that's uh, not quite the direction I gave you, but you know we, we're all on this journey in different oh, ways. Oh, okay. No, okay. no, 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 um, no, no. It's it's fine. You know, you you felt that, that was I'm right. I'm already messing this up. He laughs. He goes, "No, you felt that that was right, and you went for it." You know, I can I can appreciate that. You know, this this journey is different for everyone. All right, now hold on to your little uh, your little uh, necklace there, and close your eyes, and just listen to the soothing sounds of my voice. Okay, so this is like a guided thing. This is okay. Okay. And also, also just kind of okay. relax too. You don't you don't got to worry so much about you know asking asking questions. It's all right. Okay, you got you got a calm emotions spell or something. You got a okay. No, it's he fine. I'm gonna I'm like, gonna work I, I'm gonna work through this. It's fine. Magic ain't my deal. We we can do this without magic. We can do this on our own. We got the strength. Come on. Okay. 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 You're you're a you're an elf. You're from the forest, probably, right? Yes. Is that, again, I don't want to assume. Sorry. I, I guess yes. sometimes. No, no. You you are correct. Thank you for asking. Yes. I am from the forest. Well, in that case, the forest is familiar. So you know that. You know the forest. You, you'll be able to identify anything in the forest. So let's try to think of a place that maybe uh, maybe it's unfamiliar. All right? How's that sound? Uh, think. I want you to think of a snowy mountain. Can you think of a snowy mountain? Yeah. All right. Close your eyes and picture it. Tell me about your mountain, Stephanie. Um, it's cold. Okay. Yeah. Um, what do you What do you see on your mountain? 
there's a lot of there's a lot of snow. Sure. Um, it's spring. There's like a you know there's snow, but like there's also like a waterfall. I don't know. This is weird. Am I bad at this? Am I not like is is there a waterfall where the snow is? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Is this is this right? Is this all right? All right. All right. All right. Maybe maybe a little much. Maybe a little big to start. Open your eyes. I open my eyes. So it seems to me maybe like uh maybe you got a problem with uh your focus focusing in on on like one thing is that is that fair to say? I would say that that is accurate. Yes. All right. And he kind of looks around his office or his shop and he goes, "Let's try something else." And he gets up and he grabs um he has like constructed they look like kind of two sort of iron uh discs with like a piece of wood in between them on top. And he says, um, sometimes I have trouble sleeping. And so I built these uh, to muffle my ears so I can't hear nothing. They go right over your ears. They're a little uncomfortable, but, you know, they, they, they keep all the sound out. Um, so I, I want you to put these on so you can block out all the sound. All right. But before you do, you got to listen to me first, obviously. I'm going to put these on you. And then I want you to look right at me. All right. And I'm going to say something to you. And I want you to really try to figure out what I'm saying, even though you can't hear it. All right. And I want you to just focus on that. Focus on just me and my face. Not in a weird way, but just focus on me and my face and just try to narrow in on that. Block out all the sound. Block out all the noise. Just tell me what I'm saying to you. Can you try that? Yes. Yes. Right. I, 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 um, Cap, uh, yes, I'll do it. Sure. Please. Captain was my father. I'm Dr. Pizza. <laughs> and so he hands you his uh, makeshift earmuffs. Okay. I put them on. As you put these on, all of the ambient noise in the shop disappears. All of the sound from the town outside disappears. Um, if the candle was making a noise while it was flickering, which why would it? Even if it was, it disappears. It is completely silent. You're devoid now of the sense of your hearing. And Dr. Pizza gives you the 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 point at his eyes, point at your eyes, point back at his eyes, like pay attention, right, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And he mouths a sentence to you. Roll a just roll uh wisdom straight up well i rolled a 19 plus four wow okay so you notice Stephanie, that when this sound kind of drains away and you're able to kind of just look at one thing here dr pizza moves his mouth and you notice that you can surprisingly kind of see it like you can kind of almost not hear the words in your head but like you can read his lips almost which is something you weren't really sure you could do before and you see him move his mouth and say the words, you got this, I believe in you. Oh. And then he stops and he kind of looks at you to look for like, uh, to see if you understood. And he's kind of looking at you like questioningly. Um, Stephanie is going to say entirely too loud because I don't uh, understand how loud. I don't. Yeah, I can't hear anything. So I'm going to say, thank you for believing in me. You see him smile and laugh, uh, and he makes he makes this the symbol for you to take off your headphones. Okay, I take them off. You got that in one. That was pretty amazing. You you, you got what I said, obviously. So, and he he kind of looks down and he sighs. He's like, "So the power is in you to focus. You have it. You clearly just did it right there. You block out the other senses. You focus on one thing, and you nailed it. And nailed it one try. It was amazing. So, I want you to remember this moment, Stephanie. I want you to remember." being able to focus. And when you focus, 
You can figure out anything. You can accomplish anything. You can you can find yourself in those moments. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, that's surprisingly helpful. And when you focus in like that, you can notice so much more about the world. You can, you know, next time we hang out, which, you know, maybe not for a while. I don't know how long you're staying. But next time I might ask you about that mountain, that snowy mountain. And you'd be able to tell me so much more about it because you'd be so much more perceptive, so much more observant, you know? And that's what I'm talking about here. Just that, that attention, that ability to pay attention. I want you to be observant. Yeah. Um, thanks. Sure. Do you, you know got another pair of these? He, he laughs. He's like, I'll build another one. You can just keep them. Oh, okay. I think at this point, I think they might help you more than they help me. Thank you. I, I really appreciate your help. No problem. You seem, you seem like a good egg, you know, and I'm, I'm glad to help. So Stephanie, Jessica, you now have the feet of a servant. You have gained more uh, concentration and focus, and you now have the ability to be even more perceptive and you also have the ability to read lips as long as you can see the person talking. Or as long as you can see their lips and understand their language. So congratulations, Stephanie, you have leveled up. Hey, everybody out there. Welcome to the mid-episode hello of episode 8 of Quest Friends Forever. My name is Danny. I am the DM of this game and the one talking to you now, here to make sure you are having a good time. How's it going? You need like a blanket or some snacks or something? We can get on that right now. Hey, can we get him some snacks, please? Cool. Great. Yeah, that'll be right on the way. Um, As usual, I just want to check in and say hi and remind you that we, the Quest Friends Forever podcast, are on all kinds of social media platforms for you to check out and follow. Things like Instagram and YouTube and Twitter and that's all of them so just those three I guess so you know go ahead and give us a follow there that would be cute also if you are feeling like you are having a good time with the show or you're just feeling particularly generous on this fine day it would be really really cool if you had the time to give us a review on your podcast app of choice or even a rating like five stars maybe say that seems pretty good those ratings and reviews I know everyone asks for those but they really really are helpful Uh, They really help us get seen by more people, which means we can keep doing the show and keep making good, fun content for you and all your friends and your family and everybody that you have obviously spread the word about, you know, already, obviously, right? Also wanted to remind you that we are part of the Nostalgia Network, which is a podcast network featuring shows like Quest Friends Forever, the one you're listening to right now, as well as shows like Nostalgia, which is a critical analysis film podcast starring Jessica and Eric from our podcast. And there's also a show called The Lousy Advice Podcast, which is like a music show, which is really fun. Also starring Eric from our show and his band Lousy Advice. Uh, all the shows are, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't have them on the network if they weren't good. So you can trust us that they are good. And that's a that's a guarantee. That's a Quest Friends Forever guarantee that you can take all the way to the fake bank. We should probably get back to the episode so we can figure out what's going to happen next to our beloved friends in the party. Let's do that right now. And now it's probably fading in with some cool music that I've picked out for you. And then it's going to fade out and the episode's going to start. So here we go. Let's get back to it. See you next week. It's now the next morning. You are in your hotel rooms. You're back in the hotel rooms, having had your adventures the day before. 
You've got another night's sleep in a real bed. You talked to Ellie, Stephanie. You talked to her when you got back and learned that she was just uh, out back of the inn practicing her sword uh, sword play. And she says, uh, she tells you, well, you know, I was, um, I've been doing a lot more fighting than I usually do when we're on our adventures. So I thought maybe it'd be good if I, uh, you know, got a, got a few practice swings in. And uh, <laughs> I, I hope you had fun on your day too. Yeah, um, it was surprisingly good. I, oh, good. I learned uh, focus. That's that's something I need to get better at, I guess. Oh, well, that's that's great that you learned that. Yeah. Um, as you're having this little back and forth, there's a a big heavy knock at your door. Okay, I uh, answer the door. Standing in front of you is the portly mayor of Noundtown, Mr. Mm-hmm. Cadillac Margarita. And again, he's wearing his white suit, but you notice this is a different white suit, so implying that all he has is white suits. Mm-hmm. But he's again holding his suspenders, wearing his big ten gallon hat and his uh, white mustache, and he's standing in the doorway. Wow, the ma'am, can I come in, please? Um, be my guest. I guess technically we're your guests, right? So, uh, yeah, come on in. He nods. And says, "Well, technically, you are right." So. You're welcome for asking, I suppose. <laughs> Is his hand bandaged? Yeah, he's got a he's got a splint on one of his fingers. <laughs> and he looks around the room and he's like, "Now where's where's the other two? So, uh, almost ironically, as soon as he asks the question, "Where are the other two? You hear coming down the hallway very quietly at first. Hello, 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 hello. And then it gets a little closer. <laughs> hello, hello. And then a little closer. Hello, hello. Hello. And then Val barges through the door with an arm full of bread, uh, just kind of breakfast you can find from street vendors, just a bunch of food. Fruits. Yeah, fruits. Fresh fruits. Uh, There's a couple of steins full of ale and just whatever Val can get their hands on. And it comes running into the room and... uh, How can I help? How can I help? How can I help? How can I help? How can I help you today? Slam! And runs right into this guy in his fancy white suit, splashing all the mead and <laughs> crushing all the fruits and just making a big old splashy mess. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. He turned around when he heard you coming. Yeah. And so you smash into the front of him. Yeah. So you, uh, oh my some goodness. of the mead spills up onto his chest. So the berries get like mashed into his torso and his, his arms. And yeah. his white suit is now just covered. Uh, with the breakfast Val was attempting to bring for the group, which was apparently berries and ale. Ouch. Val doesn't know what we eat, right? That's true. It's true. And Cadillac Margarita looks down. He's like, well. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) I guess there goes my Sunday suit. Oh, my goodness. And he kind of wipes it off himself. This is not the ideal (laughs) stop I had hoped for, but... I hand him one of the in towels. He he takes it. I kinda... g- grab it before he has a chance to grab okay. it. And I start patting him down kind of violently. How can I help you today? How can I help you today? How can I help you today? Just How up, can I help you today? Chest, How can I help you? How can I help you today? How can I help you today? How can I help you today? He gets pushed back against the wall, kind of just raises his arms like, thank, thank you. Uh, but I think I'm going to have this one handled myself if I can just have that towel. Thank you so much. Sure thing. And he wipes off his face a little bit and he's like, uh, aren't we missing one? Your friend, uh, uh, Jason? 
as soon as you say Jason, I'm right behind you, and I'm like, it's Jared, and I walk past you, bumping your shoulder. Oh, wow! You, you know what's amazing about that is I, I believe it. Can I? Can I? <laughs> can I assume Jared is very casually eating a piece of fruit while holding a glass of mead that I handed to him earlier? Yes. Yeah. In the mess, you find the the few fruits and meads that are not ruined. No, I I, I hit him up in the hallway. I gave oh, him some okay. fruit in the hallway yeah. before I yeah. It's because we were kind of coming together. Yeah. But Val ran ahead, so I have an undisturbed plate of fruit and uh, a sign <laughs> of mead. Okay, I'm kind of in love with this image of Val and Jared going to get breakfast together for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but then Jared lagging behind still. Um, yes. And making Val carry everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, that'll be a, 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 in the in the Patreon. We'll do a side uh, version of that. So, Cadillac Margarita wipes himself off. Well, I just came up here to tell you, uh, I, I assume you're hitting the road soon, and I wanted to tell you how happy I was that Nowntown could provide the safety and comfort that y'all needed to get your robo-friend up and running again. You know, we, uh, we like doing favors here in our fine city, you know, doing favors for others and, you know, having favors done for us. Mm. And with this, he stops talking and just stares at you with his eyebrows raised, seemingly waiting for something. Uh-huh. Well, since you asked, there is a, a favor you could do for us here in a return for our hospitality to you. I look to the group and I say, I knew it. You see, he completely ignores it and powers through as if he's just going to keep going. You see, there's a there's a house a few miles outside of town. This house has been there as far back as anyone here can remember. House was there when downtown was established hundreds of years ago, far as anyone can tell. No one's ever seen anyone go in or out, but that was none of our business, so... It hasn't been so much as a blip on our fantasy radars. Except recently we started thinking of building a new road out of town, you see. Let more folks find their way here. Let more of our folks travel and take their ways on the road. City expansion, you understand. And this house just sits right where we want to build this fine road. Now, if I ain't a fair man, then my name ain't Cadillac Margarita. So I sent two of my constituents to that house with a generous offer to purchase the place and the land around it if necessary. And he kind of stops and looks down and puts his finger to his lips as if he's pondering, even though he knows exactly what he's going to say. Thing is, though, my two men never did come back. So about four days ago, I sent two of my deputies out there to investigate the situation, see if there had been any foul play, and wouldn't you know it, my deputies haven't come back yet either. Now, I was a bit nervous about sending even more deputies out there without knowing the circumstances. So I reached out to the overguided knowledge with my humble brainwaves for an answer to my problem. And, he laughs, wouldn't you know, that very same morning, you four were delivered right to my doorstep. Now, if that isn't an answer, then I sure as spit don't know what is. And then he pauses and looks at you all as if he's now accepting questions. Have you thought about making the road go around the house? Well, you know, it's... Since there's nothing else out there. I mean, it seems unsightly. like... Kind of unsightly. It's a bit of an unsightly it, house. It. I mean, you could have made the road go around the house. You know, it's more about 
the aesthetics. Sure thing. See, now that robots on my team, I like that. I like you. And uh, Val turns to Stephanie and points Val's hand at Stephanie and says, Sure thing. See, I think that Val's agreeing with me. Why didn't you make it go around the house? Well, you know, I mean, at this point, it's not even about the road. I mean, it's about the road, but I'm also, you know, I'm missing four constituents from my, my town, and that's also a problem for me, you understand. So? So, yeah, I'd like y'all, in return for my hospitality, to uh, go out there and maybe bring my folks back, you know? Maybe figure out what uh, what happened out there. Oh my goodness. And I think that is a pretty fair trade for two days of room and board in a fabulous town such as Nowtown. It sounds like a, a non-consensual swindle. Well, I mean, you already stayed in the rooms, you know, and... Uh... Exactly, so we don't have to do anything. I say we go, mm. and not to the house. He uh, puts his hand on the wall, and he kind of leans a little bit. He's like, you know, I don't know why you folks should be refusing such a humble request to help some innocent folks who were missing. Especially, he looks around and kind of leans forward, says, I believe with the protector of the druids in your midst. I look at him, like, I go from, like, chill as fuck to just, like, infuriated and say excuse me uh after she she says that val's glass dome turns red and val in front of him casually leans against the wall with one hand in the same fashion but kind of pushes a little hard and kind of goes a little into the wall you put a hole in this wall what does a wall look like when you take a sledgehammer to it once that's what it looks like right now val is just yeah i didn't mean no offense i'm i'm sorry he's kind of being shitty he's like I didn't mean no offense. I'm sorry, but am I wrong? I don't yes, know who you're talking about, hmm. but we also don't take lightly to intimidation. Intimid? No, no. This is a favor from fr- one group of friends to another. I don't know what you're talking about, and I don't know why you think that one of us, and I look at Ellie too, like one of us is a druid protector. Um, and I don't understand what that has to do with you if they're a druid protector uh when you glance over at ellie her eyes are really big like she's trying to keep it cool but she's like uh well i thought you were uh sorry i thought someone was a protector and i thought that protector was supposed to be some kind of great hero and i mean maybe i'm wrong and he looks right at you stephanie's like maybe i'm wrong but i thought you know the protector is pretty famous. You know, we're not too far from the old Petrichor forest. And, you know, word gets out. You know, you're, you or whoever, you know, is kind of kind of known around, you know, this, this general area. But if you know about all of the stuff around here, I have questions. And I would love to answer all your questions just as soon as you get back from finding and saving my constituents. What makes you think that I'm the protector? You know, stories and drawings, you know, little drawings. kids. Drawings. Draw, sorry, I have an accent. Drawings. Drawings. You know, little, little kids, you know, it's kind of a, kind of a, a thing for them. They, they like the idea of the protector, you know, it's kind of a, kind of a story. God damn it. Tell me, has there been any news from 
Absalom or Rosewater recently? Well, and he puts his fingers back in the suspenders. You would know more than I do that it's uh, pretty closed off, you know, not a lot of outside access aside from, you know, some, some rumors and some stories. Um, but, you know, maybe I have, maybe I haven't. Who's to say, you know, but you know who might know is my four missing constituents. And he winks. Do we have, it seems like we might have a deal. Do we have a deal? Fine. All right. I love making deals. So then Val stands up in front of him from leaning on the wall and then extends a hand out to shake his hand and says, Sure thing. I love shaking on a deal. And he extends his uh, left hand this time because his right hand is broken. But he's, he's so enthusiastic about this deal, he has not remembered what happened last time. So he just thrusts his hand out there. And Val grips that fucking hand so hard. And Glass Dome is still red. Don't worry. You can trust me. I'm friendly and approachable. He's trying to play tough again still. Uh, he, yeah. His face goes kind of red again. And, uh, and he pulls it back and he goes, <laughs> I hoped you would agree. And I see that my hopes have been answered. I will see you when you get back. This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit thenostalgianetwork.com for more. Hey everybody, I'm Eric. I'm Shelby. I'm Jake. And we are the band Lousy Advice from the Lousy Advice Podcast. Come listen as we draft artists and genre-centric best-of lists. With the help of our closest friends. These lists are canon. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. From Misfits to Share. Green Day to Gaga. Or Pup to Paramore. Listen to the Lousy Advice Podcast now or else. Stream us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Nostalgia Network, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget that we are the band Lousy Advice, and this is our podcast, the Lousy Advice Podcast. The Lousy Advice Podcast? The Lousy Advice Podcast. 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 Podcast.